Welcome into the Fresh Take Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Williams, and today is Saturday, January 9th, also known as one of the best times of the year, not just in the NFL, but in sports, because you get the Wild Card Weekend, and then you get the National Championship on Monday. Awesome games that need to be played. Can't wait for it. But also today, we have a fantastic interview with FIU offensive lineman Spencer McGue, and we have a lot to talk about. I want to tell you this right now. We talk about his mullet, and I'm not here to debate. I'm not a hair expert. I'm not a mullet expert, but man, he's got one nice mullet, and we talk about it a little bit, but also we talk about him and his time at FIU being part of one of the best offensive lines in the past couple years, and we also talk about how Spencer is getting ready for the NFL draft and that process, but first, before we get right into the interview, let me tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, and come on, everyone likes dealing with free stuff, and also, you can make money off your podcast, so it's free, you're making money, it's kind of like a win-win situation, it is also very easy to distribute your podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other platforms, also, you can edit straight from your phone or computer, it's just that easy, they make it very simple for you, all you have to do is just download the free Anchor app in any, you know, the Apple Store or the Android Store, or just go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, let's dive right into our interview with Spencer McGue. All right, today I am here with FIU Center, an NFL prospect, Shane McGue. Shane, you know, it's it's been a weird start to 2021, but how are you doing so far? Good, good. You know, I'm just trying to stay out of all the all the craziness going on in the world and just keep my head down and just keep working. I, I like the mullet there you have there. Uh, <laughs> you want to tell me more about that? Yeah, you know, we started it uh, a couple of years ago. I want to say it was before the 2019 season, before camp started. A few of the guys went over to a barbershop across the street, and uh, we all had the idea that we were going to do camp mullets, and we did it. <laughs> And my mind kind of stuck, and I still got it. So, I like it's good. I like it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, last year we had your former teammate James Morgan on the podcast, and I reached out to him a couple of days ago, and he described you as a leader, a fantastic teammate, and someone with great football IQ. When you have that coming from an old teammate, an NFL quarterback, um, what does that mean to you? You know, it means a lot for, you know, other teammates and especially guys that were in a role, sometimes you want to say above mine, you know, starting quarterback, you know, look at me as someone that they could go to as a leader and especially someone as smart and as, you know, high as a prospect as James is, um, to, to him to recognize like a football IQ and stuff like that, you know, it really means a lot coming from a guy like that. You played 39 games throughout your four-year career at uh... – FIU, including being one of the best, I think, uh, one of the best offensive lines in the nation in 2018 and 2019. How much does that mean to you to play in that many games and be part of such a great unit? Yeah, you know, to, to be able to play in 39 games through the five years that I was at FIU, um, you know, it's really a blessing that I, was, that I got the opportunity to be in a position where I could play that much and stay healthy and stuff like that. Um, 
you know, as far as being the, the two years that we were, you know, recognized as one of the top lines in the, in the nation, you know, I really do got to give a lot of credit to the other guys that, that I was playing with, you know, everyone, the whole unit, quarterbacks, running backs, you know, the whole offense really bought into what we were trying to do that year. And it was really just, you know, clicking to everyone. Everyone was just completely 100% bought into what we were trying to do. And it, it really meant a lot, especially, you know, you don't really realize when you're in it, like, you know, how good you're doing. Because especially when, you know, our coach didn't try to, like, really, like, tell us, you know, how many stats we get. You know, we try to, like, stay out of all the stats and just, like, focus on that game, that play. And then at the end of the season, you know, you kind of, like, look back. And that's when your coach started giving you all the stats and the numbers. And you kind of realize, like, you know, holy crap, we, you know, we only let up, you know, eight or 11 sacks or whatever it was. And it was really cool to see that. And, you know, it was, it was kind of like a pat on the back to the guys, you know. I know when we had James on, he gave a lot of credit, a lot of praise to the head coach. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me uh, your relationship with him? Yeah, you know, Butch is a great guy. You know, he's a, he's 100% a player's coach. That's how I describe him every time someone asks me a question like this. He's 100% whatever – he's all for the players. You know, you can go to him whether it's about, you know, something that has nothing to do with football, something that's going on, you know, where you're living with the meal point, you know, whatever it is, like you're at school, you can immediately – you don't even – you know, some places you got to go to, you know, like a, like an assistant coach or one of the operation guys. But with Coach Davis, you could literally walk into his office anytime you want. And if he's in there, he's going to try to help you out the best he can. And we had a great relationship. I, you know, to this day, I still believe that, and I know it's true that I can call him and he he would help me out with whatever I needed. That's awesome. Uh, in 2020, it was a strange year. COVID-19, uh, games being canceled, postponed. FIU got affected with the postponements and ca- uh, cancellations a little bit. As a player, can you tell me just how was it? Because it had to be tiring to deal with. Yeah, you know, it was it was different, you know. To say the least, you know, coming in, we were, you know, wearing, you know, you had to have the mask on, you know, basically whenever you were in the facility at all times. And then we were doing testing three times a week, which was good. You know, we're trying to keep it as safe as possible for everyone in the program, players, coaches, everybody. And it was, you know, especially it being like such a later year, like in my career at FIU, it was a lot different just happened to come in and test and make sure that, you know, it was just another thing that was on your mind. And the hardest part was probably like the inconsistency with like the season. Cause you never knew like nothing, like no game was guaranteed this year. So you would play a game and then, you know, practice and re- prepare like you were going to play the next week, but you just really didn't know if you were going to play. And, you know, most of the time this year for us, you know, only playing five games that happened to us a lot where we would practice the week. And then, you know, towards the end of the week, we'd either find out that the other team, had COVID issues and we couldn't play or, or we would get hit with some problems and it would just let us down. But, you know, we just had to, again, keep our head down and just kind of try not to get distracted by it. Before the season, you were actually named to the Remington Trophy watch list, which is a uh, award recognized for the best center in the nation. I mean, what does that mean to you to see your name part of that? Because I mean, the hard work, dedication is finally paying off. Yeah, you know, after – you know, working for so long and stuff like that. I try not to get caught up in a lot of the the awards and stuff like that, but when it does come along, especially the Remington Trophy, just to see your name in a list with a bunch of other great players and the history of that award, it just, it it really, it really did mean a lot to me. And it was kind of, kind of a little, you know, a little booster, you know, there at the end, you see that, 
you see that and you just kind of really let it sink in and it, it meant a lot. I mean, speaking of awards, I mean, you were part of the All Conference honor, Honorable Mention team. How, how did that mean to you? I mean, even in a short season, in a tough season, I mean, that had to be pretty special. Yeah, you know, it was it, – it did sit a little different this year, you know, with only playing – with I only got to play in four games this year. Um, and with only playing in four games, you know, it's kind of it's kind of tough to make make it get an All Conference award, especially with so many other guys that played, you know, eight, nine, ten games. And to see, I was still able to play the way I, you know, play the way I did and get recognized for that. You know, it it, it meant a, a, a heck of a lot to be able to get that with playing just a few, the few amount of games. So college season's pretty much over. You're getting ready for the NFL draft. What are you planning on working on through this draft process? Yeah, you know, so a lot of the draft process training obviously goes into your pro day uh, drills that you do, you know, the, the shuttle, the L drill, 40 times. So you're doing a lot of speed work, a lot of change of direction, being able to stay in your base and be grounded. But, you know, there's also the aspect you don't want to let your position go, your position or go out the window and just focus on that. So you got to make sure we're still doing uh, like technique work with offensive, like offensive line technique work. Um, really being able to stay in your base, use your hands, um, you know, run, run past all sorts of stuff like that. Just make sure, making sure we're still on our position work and not like letting that go out the window and just letting strength training and speed training take over. I had a brother that went to FIU. He, he went, I want to say in the early two, 2000s, uh, and he played baseball. You have a brother that also went to FIU. He played quarterback. How much has that FIU meant to you and your family? Yeah, you know, it's been a big part, you know, of our family for the past, like, seven years. Alex is two years older than me. So when I was still a junior in high school, my parents were already going to all the games on the weekends. And then I went there. So then they, they kept going to all the games. They actually, after seven years, I don't – I'm almost positive that they didn't miss home or away. They were out <laughs> of all of them. So, so yeah, they, uh, it's been a huge part. You know, it's, I can't, you know, can't really remember past high school where FIU wasn't a part of like my next step is like, okay, this is when I got to be back at school, you know? So it's definitely a huge part of what our families became is FIU. And I'm sure it'll, it'll always be, always be there. Uh, in the family now, since especially me and my brother both graduated from there, it'll still still be a big part. Now, your brother went through this draft process and got drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. Has he given you any advice on it? Yeah, you know, of course we we talked, and uh, a big a big part of what you know the NFL is about is you don't you don't ever know. Like college, you know, you knew you were coming back next year. Like that was. You know, you, you had your scholarship and you were going to be there for four years unless something, you know, happened. But in the NFL, nothing's guaranteed, nothing's certain. So you just got to – he just kind of relayed to me that you just got to make sure you're just always working, always always just staying at it, staying at it, staying at it. So when an opportunity does come, you can perform, jump on it, and be and play well. He's still with the Seahawks today, and he – they do have a playoff game. Are you rooting for the Seahawks today? Of course. Yeah, as far <laughs> as NFL goes, I'm a fan of wherever he's at. That's awesome. So, you know, you played center at FIU, but you're seeing a, 
a lot of these offensive linemen play multiple positions. I think the perfect one is Elton Jenkins from the Packers. He can play pretty much anywhere. Would you be open to plenty, playing in multiple positions? Yeah, absolutely. So a good part of another, you know, I was blessed to play so many games at FIU was I did, I started, I, when I first came to FIU, I, I, was, I was a center. And then when the new staff came in, I stayed a center. And the next year I kind of, I switched around. So I, in 2018, uh, I played right guard. And then, and then 2019, I was left guard. And then 20, I was center. And in all those years, I still practiced center, but I took game reps at left guard, right guard, and center. So that's a big positive for me going in as a, as a prospect is I am kind of a swing guy and I have had experience at all those interior positions. A lot of these players uh, have these dreams of going to the NFL, but for you, when was that moment when you knew, like, I belong in the league? Yeah, you know, every, it's kind of, you know, everyone's had the dream since they started playing. You know, my first season in tackle football was in third grade. So I've been playing since I was, I was very, very young. It's always been a dream of mine, but I think the time where you really kind of look at it and say this is a, a real possibility, for me it was like when I got to college and I started, pl- like I started playing in games my redshirt freshman year, and you kind of go against some guys that end up going in the NFL. And you see them and, and you see them playing in the NFL and doing big things. And you're like, wow, like I, blo- you know, I went against him. Like I could like, this is real. Like I, I need to be in the NFL. So you recently signed with an agency called OTG agency. You actually wearing that hat. Yes, um, sir. Why did you choose them? Yeah. You know, I kind of, obviously that's actually the agency my brother's with and James and stuff like that. So I heard about them through them. And seeing the success they had, especially with my brother and all the great things they told me about him, I was, you know, it was high on my list. And when Chris reached out to me to, you know, work something out, uh, you know, I was, I was really excited because of, you know, all the things I've seen them do for Alex and James and kids that played at FIU. And then other than that, you know, Chris, Chris has got a great team over there with Sarah and Taylor. You know, they really handle everything. They build everything around like your interests and what you need and, no matter what it is, you know, if something comes up, I can reach out and they'll, they'll get it done and handle it without any questions. And, uh, you know, I just, I really like that about them. We have a lot of time before we get really deep into this draft process, but what are a couple of things you want these scouts to know about you? Yeah, no, I think the first thing, you know, y'all, I, I would like for them to know is like, um, you know, I'm a, I'm just, you know, I'm a hardworking kid. I've always been, I've always been, you know, there's always been people in my life that told me, you know, oh, you're not tall, like you're not tall enough, you're not big enough. And that always puts a chip on your shoulder to just keep working and prove them wrong. Also, you know, when you look at an offensive lineman, like the mindset in offensive lineman, I think that's kind of like a, when you think of this, like a gritty, you know, mean, nasty kid. And I think that's kind of like a dying breed. And I do think I do have the offensive lineman lifestyle like the, the whole package that I, I love, I love playing offensive line. I love getting just, you know, nasty in the trenches when it gets physical in there. I live for that kind of stuff. And all around, I, especially playing center, I, you know, being able to be in control of the offensive line and be like a leader in the middle. I love that. That's the number one thing. That's my favorite position to play. And that's just, you know, 
those are few things that if they could know anything about me is probably those those few things so last question before we let you go we have alabama and ohio state in the national championship who do you think is going to win that game you know ohio state shocked me when they played clemson i did watch that game and that was completely surprising but it's hard to go against Alabama when you got an offense with two, the Heisman Trophy winner and an, another Heisman finalist. When you got two, two guys up for the Heisman and one offense and, they're, and one's throwing the ball to the other one, it's, it's really kind of hard to bet against them. So if I, had to put, you know, if I had to put any change anywhere, I would go with Alabama. And some forget the running back, Najee Harris, is yeah. just yeah. out of that yeah. top four too. Exactly. And, yeah, I'm a Clemson fan. And um, yeah, that wasn't a, that wasn't a fun game against Ohio State. Yeah. So hey, Shane, thank you for taking the time and joining the podcast today. It was great talking to you. Best of luck on this draft process. I can't wait for teams to get to know you and much more. Best of luck through it, and I hope you have a great 2021. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Take care. Yeah, you too. Thank you again to Spencer for coming on the podcast and talking some football with me. It was great. To, it was great to see him. It was great to talk to him. It was great to see that mullet as always. Uh, best of luck to him throughout that draft process. I talked and like just like in the beginning of the interview, I did talk to James, and I'm going to tell you this: me and James are very excited uh, excited for Spencer. He, you know, he was in he was in the running for you know in that preseason poll for uh, or nomination, I should say, for best center in the nation. And Spencer does have a point. You know, they only played four games. And the fact that he got honorable mention um, in the Conference USA, it's it's a big deal. You know, unfortunately, you know, again, for Spencer, they didn't get much much playing time because he only saw four games this year. But the fact that you saw four games and you're still getting recognized by the conference, that's special. He's going to be a special player in the NFL. Um, I can't wait to see how it unfolds for him. He, James for sure can't wait to see how it unfolds for him. A lot of success heading his way. So best of luck to Spencer. Keep it up, and I hope to see more and hope to keep hearing from him. Um, also, I do have some news, and we'll get right into it. Um, I know, you know, a, co- a couple weeks ago, I was excited uh, to be heading back to North Central College uh, to finish out my senior year. Unfortunately, um, I will not be making it back to North Central. Um, so if you know you're new to this. Um, you know, due to the pandemic, I've been podcasting from home and, you know, it's not the same when you're home compared to, you know, you're at school and all the equipment's there and everything like that. Um, so what was different is, you know, at North Central, I, I, I work in the radio station. So when no one's using the, uh, uh, recording booth, I will go in there and it sounds a lot, it still sounds pretty good now, but it was a lot better when I was there at North Central because, you know, you can easily edit, you can fix the, you can fix the sounds, uh, you can edit on Anchor and everything like that, but, you know, and you could do, you can technically fix the sounds, but it's not as good as, you know, professional radio equipment, <laughs> you know, um, so unfortunately, I will not be returning there, it was a tough decision, uh, reasons for it is because, well, it's kind of a easy reason, uh, four of my classes, I've taken four classes, technically three, the fourth one is just, um, 
it's like halfway through the semester and it's 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 a weird thing but it was online regardless but let's just say three normal classes were scheduled to be in person all three of them got moved to online and um for me it makes no sense to go back to north central if i'm taking you know online classes you know financially it doesn't make sense um of course you know if you don't know i do live in florida i used to live in uh near the chicago land area um i live in i don't know i live in arizona i don't know why florida came to my mind uh, i live in arizona i wish i lived in florida though i would say i, I like florida's my favorite state um even though it's a little it's, it can be crazy with the florida mans and everything like that i do love florida but i live in arizona as of now and um currently and um yeah, I will not be returning to uh, Illinois simply because financially, you know, I've, I don't have to pay for a room and board. I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to pay for parking, which is ridiculous, you know, uh, you know, because I didn't go in the fall semester. So I was kind of hoping that, you know, if I didn't pay for parking, it'd be half. It is half. Um, but if you want to park, uh, park at the remote lot, which is like a mile or two off campus, it's still $120. I'm like, so I have to walk a mile or two or, you know, take the shuttle bus. For one hundred twenty dollars, for you know, I'm like, oh, that sucks. And you want to park on campus? It was like two hundred dollars. It was like, wow. I mean, totally. If you, you know, if you want to do the math, it's like four hundred dollars to park on campus, which is ridiculous. So, um, not only do I, I had to do that, but you know, I also had to pay to get my car done. You know, rotate the tires, oil change. You know, that's a couple, you know, hundred dollars. Um, you also have to, you know, take into the fact that I have to drive. From Arizona to Naperville, Illinois, and that's a three-day drive. Uh, I think like one thousand four hundred something miles. You know that does a lot on the car, gas, hotels, food. I'm looking to spend at least. I think I kind of did the math. It was like four hundred dollars. You know, so you got four hundred dollars at least one twenty for parking. Um, I'm spending almost close to six hundred dollars. You know, I'm not counting the taxes um, and toll booths as well. So it, it just made no sense financially to go to Naperville as much as I hate to say it because here's yeah, senior year, you know, it's my last semester at North Central. Um, I would love to see everyone. I know a lot of people were, you know, I've, I've told people like, oh, come on, man, you get to live in Arizona. We're in Illinois. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Arizona is a lot better than Illinois, but I would rather see my friends for the last time, um, the radio station for the last time, my professors for the last time. Uh, because here's the thing, we don't know if we're having a graduation. I mean, we're having a graduation, but we don't know if we're having the normal graduation ceremony. And the way that things are going right now, it do, I don't, I am not confident that's going to happen. Which stinks because you know I want to see um, my professor in the radio, Zach Dewitz, one final time. I want to see my journalism professor, professor, Dr. O'Donnell, for the last time. You know, my sports management professors too. Um, and just say goodbye, um, goodbye to some friends that I grew up. It sucks, and you know, at, at first, you know, it was a painful moment for me because it sucks. You know, you're 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 been stolen. You've been taken away of your last semester. It really, I mean, your your last year at North Central and in, in college. But I, I will say this: I will look at the at the positives. I'm not the type of guy that's going to look at the negatives because if you look, if you dwell on the negatives, it's just going to keep eating at you and eating at you. It's not healthy, but I am going to look at the positives here because at my time at North Central, I could tell you this. I did not expect to have this time at North Central. I did not expect to be in the position I am today. 
because of North Central and because of WONC, which is, you know, our, our radio station. I did not expect this. Um, you know, I, I can tell you my freshman year, I went there specifically for that radio station because I knew the, the opportunities they could provide for me. Well-known radio station in, 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 in the college aspects. Well, I mean, just fantastic work they have done. Um, I went there to play football, and I, I do want to say thank you to Coach Thorne and, you know, North Central, the, the football program for recruiting me for bringing me in because I, i'm gonna tell you this i don't know if, if they let's just say they don't recruit me i don't know if i may, i probably don't know of north central college even though they were kind of in like my backyard a little bit i don't know of them so i, I do want to thank uh coach thorn and the and, and uh the coaching staff i coach wilson too uh he's not in north central i believe he's at university of indianapolis now i want to thank him for you know, I think he was the main guy that recruited me. Um, but, you know, I mean, looking at the positives, you know, sophomore year, I became the sports director of the radio station over, you know, a couple of seniors, juniors and everything like that. So that was like, that was a great feeling. Um, that was a great, uh, to me, an accomplishment, you know, becoming the sports director, um, being so, sports social media director of the Chronicle, our, our, our newspaper on campus, um, you know, being in multiple postseason games and in, in football, basketball, and uh, baseball, having the chance to you know call the national championship game, beating Mount Union, beating um, I should say beating Mount Union in the, I believe the uh, semifinals, and then beating um, Whitewater in the national championship, making a Sweet Sixteen appearance in college basketball, you know. Going to Florida to cover some baseball for the baseball team. Uh, going to Whitewater, you know, for the regionals. I, it's, I did not expect all that to happen. And I do want to thank the programs and North Central Athletics for being amazing and good. You know, I mean, North Central, I'll tell you this. I know I'm a little biased, but I don't think you will find a better program at, than North Central. All they do is win. I mean, cross country, track and field, football, baseball, softball, men's and women's basketball. Um, I believe volleyball is doing pretty good wrestling. I mean, this is I mean, amazing. And it's, it's a program of winning. And, you know, when you're broadcasting, the more winning, the more fun, because, you know, when you're winning, you're in a good mood. And because you go in this postseason, you go in these big time games and you get to see it and you get to experience that. Um, you know, I also, you know, thanks to, you know, our, you know, staff at WNC, I was nominated for sports director of the year in the nation, you know, top three. Um, that was an awesome achievement. You know, I won awards play by play, um, for spring, ba uh, for baseball. Um, and also a, a couple others. And I also want to, you know, shout out Jack Coachman too. He was my, uh, color commentator for that. Um, you know, it, it, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. It sucks. I hate it, but you know, I look back on it and say, wow, even though I couldn't be there for my senior year, my three, my four years at North Central, I don't think I would have been in this situation. I mean, I started my this podcast at North Central. I've had the privilege to interview countless amount of NFL players, uh, an NBA player, baseball players, coaches, reporters. I don't think, you know, if it was for North Central, I would be in this situation right now. You know, I wouldn't, you know, if it wasn't for North Central, I probably wouldn't be interviewing Spencer. I don't know. Maybe, but maybe not, you know, doing this for this long or, you know, having all these guests. So, I want to say thank you to North Central and WONC and the sports department, because again, without them, 
I don't know if I would be here. I don't know. I don't know if I would be in this situation, I should say. I don't want to say I don't want to be. I don't know if I'll be here. No, I'll be, I'll be alive. But I don't know if I'll be in this situation with uh, um, uh, with, rate, with broadcasting and journalism. Um, I know I've gotten this question too. What next? Um, very good question. I don't know. Um, there's a lot, and I don't, I don't mean to sound like I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't know because there's, there's possibilities. You know, right now I, I write for the Pinnell Central. Uh, it's our, our county newspaper. I write about high school sports. Um, you know, I thought, you know, it was a good job to have, you know, my senior year in college, you know, as I'm working or taking online classes remote, might as well get some, might as well work, you know, uh, especially, you know, toward your, you know, with your major. Um, you don't know, I am a, I am a journalism major. So, you know, I just covered high school, high school football. Um, now the perk of, you know, staying here, you know, not going to North Central for spring semester was to work for the Pinal Central. I hope I can still do that because, um, actually recently the AIA, which is the, um, I don't know what, what it stands for, but it's kind of like that their high school association actually canceled winter sports. So no covering basketball, no covering, um, wrestling or anything like that so that, that's a huge downer so I'm like, all right well here's the thing i i, I don't hopefully you know to cover news um because obviously you know news is you know like the government and everything like that is pretty big um hopefully you know get to cover that um so i don't and you know hopefully after maybe graduation i stay on you know maybe as a full-time you know a, a guy that can earn salary uh for the Pinal central i mean i don't know but you know it's a possibility um, another one is, you know, I, you know, looking on LinkedIn, um, I've contacted a few uh, newspapers, um, TV stations, everything like that, to uh, radio broadcasting companies. And, you know, a lot of them have been saying that we haven't really answered. But when I do get an answer, they're like, hey, or I email them, uh, hey, reach back to us in a couple months. And to be fair, I, I started doing this in November, December. Um, and you know, now January, I graduated in May. So there is a little thing like, Hey, um, you're a little far off, you know, before you can actually work, maybe you get closer, closer to that day. Let us know. Um, maybe go, and that's why I mean, let us know, contact us in a couple months. So that's, I don't know if that's a, like a, Hey, you know, that's letting me down that gently or like, Hey, no, no, we're interested. Just contact us later. So maybe we can discuss something. Um, another thing too is, um, a master's program. I know I'm in Arizona. I am technically an Arizona resident now. Um, another another thing was to go get my master's at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism in uh, downtown Phoenix, not Tempe, uh, downtown Phoenix. Um, that's another possibility. Um, I, I get the in-state tuition, so it's a lot. It's a lot cheaper. Um, I'm just waiting on the on the financial aid if I have any, if I get any. Um, the hope is I do get some. Um, um, so we'll see on that too. Um, so there's doors. I don't know yet. Um, I, I, they were supposed to, you know, release the package a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm hoping in a couple of weeks or a couple of days, they, they let me know, but we'll see, you know, it, it's, it's tough. Don't get me wrong. And it's, it's kind of scary. You know, it's nerve wracking because now you're, you're going into the real world. You know, you're you know not, not in college anymore. You're going out there. You got to find a job. Uh, hopefully, you know, I got to go do that, um, doing what I love, you know, covering sports or, you know, something that I, I'm you know, passionate about, the news, you know, government, uh, everything like that, too. Um, so I'm very excited. 
you know, where the journey takes me now. Um, I did put, put out a tweet, if you want to read it, thanking everyone from staffers, the department, our listeners, the athletic programs, uh, just everyone, you know. Um, I'm truly blessed and grateful for the opportunities I had at North Central and WNC. I'm, I don't know. I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not, leave, I'm not I'm technically leaving the radio station. I will be writing for the radio station. I will make some appearances on our show on Sundays called From the Upper Deck to talk sports. Uh, just the only thing I won't be doing is broadcasting sports, taking pictures, um, uh, photo- you know, the photography that I've, I've done a little bit. I just won't be doing that. And it sucks. But again, look at the bright side. You know, my last football game was a national championship. Our basketball, no, final men's basketball game was uh, dethroning the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh uh, to advance to the Sweet 16. Um, baseball, unde- undefeated in the uh, undefeated uh, on the season, 7-0 on the spring break trip. N- never lost. Uh, but, but you know, seven-game winning streak for me to end baseball. Softball, um, I, I believe the last game I did broadcast, I think it was the last game of the year, was a win. <laughs> I mean, it was a win. Um, uh, women's basketball, it was a win to get to the CCIW uh, tournament. So, you know, yeah, you know, I, I ended, you know, not the way I wanted to in my junior year or rather end of my senior year. On the bright side, hey, you you end with, you know, literally a sweep of wins. So that was that was great. And, you know, it, again, it's been an honor. It's a It's been a blessing at WNC. Not done yet with the you know the website and you no know, occasionally be co- coming on as a guest on um, the upper deck, but you know it's the sad reality of hey you're getting close to graduation. But hey, let's stop dwelling on that. Um, it's wildcard weekend, baby. It's wildcard weekend, one of the best times in the year. We have three great games on today, three great great games on Sunday. Let's talk about today. We got Bills and Colts. I know I made my predictions earlier in the week, but let's do it again. I do have the Bills winning that game. I also have them covering that game. I, I had them. I by the way, I picked a little earlier in the week, so if you don't have these same numbers, um, my apologies. But I, I took the Bills at six and a half. I think they are going to win by a touchdown. Uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are one of the hot, if not the hottest team in the NFL. Josh Allen's looking good. Stephon Diggs is a monster. Cole Beasley is great. That defense is getting better. Their offense is just ridiculous, and I cannot wait. And then they're, by the way, they're facing a very good defense in the Indianapolis Colts. This is not like a screw-up defense. Colts have been one of the best defenses in the league, but, man, that Bills, that Bills team is just ridiculous. I don't trust Phillip Rivers either, so I, I got to go with the Colts. Or, excuse me, I got to go with the Bills. Uh, I, then the next game is the Saints. Or no, man, I'm way off on my, on my things. Uh, Seahawks and Rams, just like Peyton, he's going with the Seahawks because, you know, Russell Wilson, um, I, again, I don't think you can be, I don't think you can beat Russell Wilson at home, um, in the playoffs. Also when you're, when he's facing a, what, AAF quarterback, I can't go against Russell Wilson. Now, if it was against my Packers, maybe another, maybe another story, but I gotta go with the Seahawks. I think I had them winning 20 to nine. Um, it, it, now that it's, if, they have John Wilford start at quarterback, and I don't know if Jared Goff is going to come in or not. But yeah, I got I got Russell and the Seahawks twenty to nine. They're going to cover at four and a half. Um, you know, tough break for the Rams. You know, and end the season, you know, with injuries and everything like that. But yeah, give me the Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks. 
And then today we have, I believe, the Buccaneers and the uh, Washington football team. Um, as much as I want Washington to win, I really want them to win because it's, I, I mean, I like Ron Rivera. I like Alex Smith. I think this program has, organization has turned itself around um, in, a good, in a good way. Um, I would love to see them win. And I think, I think Washington can stop that deep, that offense in the Buccaneers. Unfortunately, I don't see that Washington offense doing anything against that Tampa Bay defense. And as much as, you know, that Washington, I'm, I'm praising this Washington offense, there's a point where, you know, when the defense is on the field for too much or, you know, field position, everything like that, I got to give, I got to give it to Tampa Bay. I do think Tampa Bay is going to cover. I think, I believe it started at uh, minus eight. Um, I took that minus eight because, you know, Tom Brady, um, Tampa, you know, uh, they still got a great team, Washington, great defensive team, but I don't trust that Washington offense and Alex Smith might, might not start. Um, yeah, that's an, that's an easy Washington, uh, that's easy Buccaneers in the cover. Uh, I tell you what, that's awesome because that means the, you know, the Green Bay Packers might face, you know, the, uh, Washington football team and I'm okay with that, but you know, I like Tampa, but I also like the Packers chances against Tampa. Um, but let's go into uh, tomorrow's game. Um, Let's see. I don't know the games by heart. Oh, Baltimore and Tennessee. That's going to be the game. That's the game of the week. That's the game of the week. It's revenge game for the, uh, Lamar Jackson. Tennessee Titans, you know, they're an awesome team to watch. I like Derek. I love Derek Henry, A.J. Brown, uh, Mike Vabral. But that defense is atrocious. It's going to come down to who has the better defense. Because these teams can easily move the ball. But Baltimore has the way better defense. And I trust them um, stopping Derrick Henry, um, and the passing game, I don't trust Tennessee stopping Deshaun, or not Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and that running game. I don't see this happening. I gotta go, I gotta go with my man Lamar. I think it's a revenge game. He finally wins his first postseason. I took the spread in that as well. The second game, Saints and Bears. This is one of the spreads I was like, eh, I don't know, man. That's, that's a little high on the Saints at minus 10. I think it went down to minus nine and a half, so I took the nine and a half. Um, I know the the big thing is the Bears have Mr. Trubisky instead of Nick Foles. Understandable, the offense has been better with Mr. Trubisky in, but let's not let's not get it twisted. It's been better because the Bears have been facing one of the worst defenses in the league. You know, the Jaguars, the Lions, the uh, uh, the Vikings, the Texans, and They've they've shown signs of struggling, but they've mostly been very good. Now, they faced the Green Bay Packers twice. The Green Bay defense has been top 10 uh, this year, and, um, you know, and they struggled. And I don't want to say they struggled in the second game because they moved the ball very well. The only way they struggled was the red zone. They couldn't score touchdowns, and that's what killed them against Green Bay. They They couldn't finish their drives. And they moved the ball very well. They they control the time of possession. That's how you beat Green Bay. Control the time of possession. Chicago did that. The only thing is, yeah, you have to control the time of possession, but you have to come away with touchdowns, not field goals. Because Green Bay is a great team that can march down the field and score a touchdown. Because Aaron Rodgers, the MVP, Devontae Adams, they have weapons. They can score in a hurry. You have to score as well. You have they have to keep you the the thing is with Green Bay, Chicago can't do it. Is you have to keep pace. You can't keep pace with Green Bay. You need Green Bay to keep pace with you. If you are 
if you're trying to, you know, keep up with Green Bay, that's when you're going to fail because you're not controlling the time of possession. That's not when you're, you know, not you're, you're trying too much, I should say. But if, you, if you're having Green Bay follow you, if you're controlling Green Bay, you know, you're controlling the time of possession. That keeps Aaron Rodgers off the field. And, you know, as much as I want to praise Green Bay, sometimes they do have that three and out. Sometimes they do have that. They stall a little bit. And once and, – and I think the Vikings had a perfect game plan. If you watch that Minnesota Vikings game, that's what they did. Um, I know people are saying, oh, Tampa, Indianapolis. I mean, let me tell you this. Tampa Bay, they were down 14 nothing to Green Bay. You know, it took, took a pick six, uh, a, a rare pick six, a rare interception, two interceptions from Aaron Rodgers to get going. Uh, Indianapolis, Green Bay was up 17 nothing. Indianapolis came back. I mean, it's possible. I mean, it's possible. The likelihood of that happening again, very, very seldom. Very, very rare. So, I mean, Green Bay, I mean, I, you, we can argue that could easily be 15-1. and one, But, no, 13-3. I'm, I'm not, not going to make – they're the number one seed. There's no reason to argue this. But, um, again, Chicago needs to control the time of possession again. They have to do what they did against Green Bay to New Orleans. I know, you know, it's, New Orleans' offense hasn't been stellar this year, but they're getting Michael Thomas back, huge weapon. They're getting Alvin Kamara back. Now, they Alvin Kamara faced um, – the Bears the first time, but still, he is a great weapon, and now, you know, with Michael Thomas back, Emmanuel Sanders slide, and he's been getting hot lately, slides in that number two wide receiver role. Jared Cook has been a solid tight end. Latavius Murray has been a very good back this year, too. So, you know, if I, you if you're the Bears, you got to control it, that time of possession, and here's the thing. The Saints defense is better than the Packers. Way better than the Packers. That That's tough. It's going to be tough. Now, I, I, I don't know. I know I I mean, for a Packers fan, you kind of hope Chicago wins because you know you could beat Chicago. Now, the Saints win, they face Tampa. Um, but, you know, either way, you know, Green Bay, I feel comfortable with either team. Um, but I, in this game, I don't feel comfortable with New Orleans. Or I don't feel comfortable with Chicago beating New Orleans. I think New Orleans will win. I think they will win, you know, comfortably. I think they can win by more than 10 points. For me, it was nine and a half. I think it's either back now to ten or something like that. I think, yeah, I think uh, New Orleans can win that game um, easily. You know, and I think it's going to make. I I understand why, but you know, Matt Nagy's back. He'll he'll be back next year. Uh, Ryan Pace will be back. But this is a big game for Mitch Trubisky. You know, I don't know if he's for sure won that job to be back. I don't think he's won himself another contract. I think it depends on this game. Now it's 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 gonna be a tough situation because if you can say, oh, if they lose, you know, Mitch is done. You 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 can make that argument, but also if let's just say Mitch has a great game, but you know, lately the defense has been terrible for Chicago. What if Mitch Trubisky has a great game and you know the the Saints, I mean the Bears defense just falls apart again. You know, it it, it comes it comes to that argument now. Um, but I don't know. This is a bit, but nonetheless, this is a big game for Mitch Trubisky. This is kind of like, hey, this is your game to say. You're the quarterback next year. Um, it'll be interesting what the Bears do. I mean, they're they're gonna have an interesting offseason. I don't I don't agree with them keeping Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace because they've been mediocre for the past two years, and you know you have a championship caliber defense, um, and that offense has not been getting better. No, you especially for a guy that's an offensive guru. He was supposed to make Mr. Trubisky into this great quarterback. Hasn't done it. Uh, Nick Foles was supposed to come in. The guy that worked with Matt Nagy, he was supposed to be very good if he got the chance. He was very bad. That defense hasn't, that offense hasn't been good until 
recently against bad defenses, but when they face good defenses, they haven't been they haven't been great. At least they found the running game, so that that's a huge plus for me. That that's huge. Um, then the, then the night game is Cleveland and Steeler. As much as I want to see Cleveland and welcome to the playoffs, by the way, I gotta go Pittsburgh. You're facing their starters this time, and you barely beat their backups uh, in Week 17, and you're gonna be without your head coach. I I I I took. I'm I'm blessed. I took the spread early because I think it was at four four and a half. Now it's at like six six and a half. I'm blessed I took the Browns, um, but yeah, I took. By the way, I took the favorites too. So and that's not a good sign when you take all the favorites because usually Wildcard Weekend does have a lot of upsets, um, and by a lot I mean like one or two, which is a lot for football. You know, one one out of six, two out of six, um, maybe even three out of six. But I hope I hope Cleveland can keep it close. But I don't I don't see them doing much against uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, also, before you know, we wrap. I wrap this up. Um, I do want to talk about what happened at the Capitol. Um, it, it it was <laughs> it was interesting. I remember I dropped my car off to get looked at um, before I head back to Illinois, um, and I get a text message or really like a group chat notification from our Doctor O'Donnell um, in, our, in our newspaper um, group chat, and they're like. Oh yeah, it's getting ugly at the Capitol. I'm like, what? What's going on at the Capitol? I turn on the TV. There's people running in. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. what? This can't be real. It was real. <laughs> it, was, it was real. Um, and here's the thing: I don't, I don't try to get political, especially on a sports podcast. But this doesn't seem to be political. I mean, this was embarrassing to watch. And you know, and, and as an American. You know, you're supposed to take pride of, you know, who we are. You know, America, number one, everything like that. Um, watching that, and quite frankly, for the past couple of years, you know, that hasn't improved anything to be number one or to be the best. That was embarrassing. I, I was I was embarrassed to be an American, uh, especially on that day. Um, people storming um, the, the Capitol because the president... Trump said so. Hey, go do it. Uh, we got to fix this election. And I, I thought that was terrible. Um, it, it was embarrassing. I mean, that's, and I'm going to keep saying that because it, it was. It was really embarrassing. But also pathetic. You know, th- those were domestic ter- terrorists. And I hate, I hate it. I hate it when people say this too. It's like, well, well Black Lives Matter. Didn't this happen? I'm like, yes. You know, at their thing... At, at their protesting, yes, that happened. Was it because of Black Lives Matter? No. There was, and you can look it up, there was a lot of other groups there trying to make them look bad and everything like that. You know, it, 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 we, can, we can continue on to that. But I'll tell you this too. Black Lives Matter matters, excuse me, intent was to raise awareness, you know, about social injustice, police brutality, and racism. Okay, they they were fighting for pretty much human rights. Human rights is not, you know, terroristic or anything like that. It's not terrorism. It's not. It's nowhere close to that. What happened, obviously, with the burning, the looting, the breaking of glass, everything like that. First of all, wasn't Black Lives Matter's fault? It was not. I also say this. You no, know, there was little, um, you know, drama with 
you know, Trump supporters at these at these protests, police and everything like that as well, you know, picking fights and everything like that, perhaps causing that. Again, that's why Black Lives Matter now also another reason why they're not responsible for all this happening. Because, again, and there's also Trump supporters. I also started this. Also, groups that, other than Black Lives Matter, started that. But anyway, you know, the looting, the burning, everything like that, that was not their intent to do that. That is also, that's vandalism. That is vandalism. There was no intent from Black Lives Matter to go to downtown Minnesota and destroy the city. No, their goal was to march down and, you know, stand for something, a human right, and, you know, and, you know, raise awareness about it. Trump supporters, the Make America Great people, um, their intent was to harm people. Their intent was to storm the Capitol and stop someone and stop democracy. That's, that's pretty much what it was, to stop democracy, counting the votes, electoral college votes, everything like that. That is terrorism. If you are trying to stop or harm a belief, that is, especially democracy, that is terrorism. And no way, shape, or form is fighting for human rights a a sign of terrorism or a human, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't, I don't like that comparison. I don't, because it makes no sense. They're, you know, Trump's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. We're trying. They're trying to make it the same as what Black Lives. No, no, no. They're they're on two separate, uh, you know, levels of this, and it's it, it's embarrassing of you know what we've come uh, into. Shout out to Facebook, Instagram for deactivating Trump. Shout out to Twitter for banning Trump. That was fantastic. Um, a little, you know, a little too too <laughs> too late, I guess. But man, you know, it's great to see justice happening. You know. People getting charged with felonies and everything like that. Um, I know four people died there too. Um, you know, as much as it's gonna sound as a dick or whatever, um, I do feel bad for the families. I do feel bad because you know their significant other, if they have one, kid, children, if they had any, uh, family, um, cl- you know, close people, friends, family. Um, I feel bad for them because. They lost someone special to them, you know, a mother or a father or, um, you know, a parent, uh, a, 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 someone's child, um, you know, a friend, you know, cousin, uncle, whatever, you name it. Uh, they lost someone special to them because something's so stupid. I don't feel bad for the individual at all. They died for something that, first of all, you know, you know when they're saying get off like the barrier or you know, when you're trying to storm into a federal building and they shoot you, I don't feel bad for you. That's just an idiotic thing, okay? I feel bad for the family because now they're they're without someone that's close to them. You know, that that affects children. That affects the significant other. That affects the family, friends. I feel bad for the people affected by that death. I don't feel bad for that person because of their stupidity and everything like that. You know, following a president's order because he doesn't care about you. I don't feel, I don't feel close to bad to that. I do not. Um, I feel bad to the, to the person that, that death affected. I feel bad for them. Um, but yeah, it it was a, it was, it was a dark day. I, I I stayed glued to the TV watching it. Um, and what what was happening in DC? Cause it was embarrassing. It was flat out embarrassing. And the, and all, I mean, now we're, we have 11 days until, 
until that happens, until Joe Biden becomes president. I, I don't care who you, I don't care, Trump, you know, Democrat, Republican, I don't care. And it's, thank you. Just, we finally, someone knew, just thank you. At least, you know, and I understand, you know, it, Republican, Democrat, I will not judge you or anything like that of who you vote for. I will not. I don't do that. I believe, you know, yes, your opinion. I respect your opinion. But man, I cannot stand Trump. I cannot stand Trump. And by the way, you know, I'm, again, like I just said, I don't I don't judge if you're Democrat or Republican. But man, you know, I, I can't stand the Trump people. I can't. I know if you're if you're. I know my dad, he, he voted for Trump, and I, I, I tolerate my dad, everything like that. But, man, if you're, like, a full-on supporter, I, can, I can't tolerate you. Because here's the thing. To me, even, you know, even if you're that much, if you're that passionate about Trump, man, there's a lot of negative things I think about you. And not, you know, not, like, personally, like, oh, I think you're an idiot. No, no, I, I don't, no. For what Trump stands for, that's what I think of you. And I, I I don't associate myself with those people. Um, I I've cut one family member because of that. Um, because I, I don't stand for that. I, I can understand why you voted for Trump. There there is some, believe it or not, there were some great things about him. I understand that there were some great things about him, uh, especially business side. You know, I, I understand, but you know, I, I you can't justify this. You can't a lot a lot of things through. His tenure, you could possibly justify, but you can't justify this at all. This was terrorism, and I know he, he's he's involved in this federal thing too. And I hope I hope they I hope they get him. I hope they get him because and like CNN and everyone aside, because you can't let this go. I know Joe Biden wants to let this go and just hey, let's just forget about him. But no, he he needs judge. This is a democracy. If you if there you need to suffer consequences for what you do. He pre, he started all this. He did, you know, and they planned it. It wasn't just like, hey, let, you know, hey, you know, just go do it. No, this was planned. He kept saying January sixth, January sixth, January sixth. Something big's gonna happen. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, just. I, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe that happened. Never in a million years I would have thought people would storm into the Capitol building, sit on people, uh, sit at people's desk, um, go up to the podium and steal a podium. I, I never thought that would, would happen. And I, I'm sorry, you know, I'm kind of, you know spreading out of control on this topic, but man, that, that was sad, um, man, yeah, that's, that's all I can say about that, so hey, um, let's end it there, um, again, you know, thank you to everyone at WOMC for, um, you know, supporting me, everything they've done for me as well, um, also thank you to Spencer for, uh, coming on the podcast, it was great talking, best of luck to him, again, Best of luck to him. I mean, he's got a bright future ahead of him. I can't wait to see it, especially with that majestic mullet, too. Bright future ahead. I can't wait to see it unfold for him in this draft process. Uh, make sure you tune in Monday. Monday, we have an awesome guest. Uh, it is Northwestern and former Indiana Hoosiers quarterback, uh, Peyton Ramsey. Yeah, we have Peyton coming on the podcast. It was great to talk to him. Um, we've already talked. It was great to talk. It will be out on Monday. Make sure you tune into that. Um, enjoy. Wildcard weekend. And remember, stay fresh, everyone.